wow factor moment later. I can't wait to be so cool. A wow factor moment? Yes. That when I was doing some reading and stuff, and I'm like, holy shit. And it, oh, anyway, it just, oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Owns, owns Herb's and. Do you get any of that round of reference? No, I just fucking go with it, man. <laughs> oh, oh, these on threes, cattlers. So, uh, was, Rob, Rob talks about the, the herbs and spices, right? Yeah, yeah. KFC chicken. Yeah. So, and that's related to touching yourself, <laughs> rubbing the bird, rubbing the bird. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, sometimes it might be tan. And sometimes it might be tan herbs and spices. Sort of uh, <laughs> Depends on the day. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's been a hot minute, man. You've been up yeah, north, and I did Went for a little skedaddle up at the Yukon. Right on. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, that must have been nice. You know what? It actually, it was really nice. The weather was, um, except for a couple of days, the wind. The, uh, yeah. you know, like the lamppost, they have these flags, like these deck, decorative like flags. Yeah. yeah. You guys probably have them down there in Richmond and stuff. Yeah. Little banners and shit. These things were, they were whipping and they were Stiding. actually making a snapping sound like a belt, like a whoosh. No and way. That's how loud the wind was blowing. They would, and I'm like, holy shit. And I literally had to walk into that two days in a row and it was fucking cold. It like, it sucked the moisture out of my face. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So you're put a few beverages every evening on top of that and it's extra crispy dry in the yeah. morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally worth it though. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. We just got back from basketball tournament. Ooh. And uh, we went to Aurora. Actually, that's where the hotel was, but the, the games were in Newmarket. So that's about, oh, yeah. uh, uh, but I guess half hour north of Toronto anyway. Mm-hmm. Newmarket, that's where the, uh, the Leafs farm team used to play, Newmarket Leafs in the 80s. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I saw a sign we were there. I can't remember if it was Aurora or Newmarket, but it said uh, home of Stanley Cup champion, uh, for, I can't remember the first one, but the Barkley Goodrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. from there. Nice. But there's, yeah, there's two NHLers come from there, uh, that area anyway. Christ. Yeah, boys did well. They uh, they went two and two, and but they're in every game, just really close oh, nice. games and stuff. Yeah. It was nice. The, the, the last tournament they played, they got blown out. They didn't win a game. <laughs> it's all it's fun, having fun. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. All, right. Put the effort in. It's all about the fun. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And we stayed in a hotel where there was a couple of hockey teams in there too. And they lived up to every stereotype you've ever heard of a hockey tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that. You know, the kid said to me yesterday, we asked him about one of his buds, and he said, oh, no, he's uh, he hangs with the hockey group now, and they're not cool. It's true. And yeah. not cool in the sense is the fucking dickheads. Yeah. They're assholes. Yeah, they're At eleven, Right. Like, you're not doing yourself any favors here, gentlemen. No. no. No, these kids were running up and down the halls at you know eleven, twelve o'clock at night, knocking on doors and running away. Um, well, the mini sticks you expect, you're right? playing mini sticks yeah. in the hallway. That's that's whatever. But leaving, all the parents, leaving, all the parents, parents were, are all. Oh, I, 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 I want listen. I was a I was a hockey parent when uh, Bra- <laughs> Braden was uh, 
I don't know, in fucking peewee. Yeah. We went on tournaments and he like, man, all the parents, all they did was get into one room and just fucking yeah. drink. Oh, I was coming. Oh, like, is that what the parents did? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a fucking communal fucking piss up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we were. I was walking back to the room. We got a couple pizzas one night, Saturday night, and I was walking back to the room with a couple slices of pizza. And there's this missus sitting outside my door, like a couple doors up, just buckled, man, on the floor. Just and she looked up. <laughs> that pizza looks so freaking good. <laughs> so sorry, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have a good night because this is the only pie I'm having. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Insert theme song here. Yeah. yeah, perfect. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Perfect. <laughs> hey, well, let's start yeah. off with our old familiar segment. Boom! Nice. There you go. What is that? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that is a Stella Artois. That is a Stella Artois. Very wow. well, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and, it's like- and and I also have a Heineken next to me. They actually the Stella was just opened. The Heineken is just about to be finished. Deadly. Nice. I actually went up to Carlton Place tonight. I picked up a um, this kind of adjustable chair. It doesn't have any arms or anything on it, but it's got uh, like a footrest and stuff on it. It's for practicing music. Yeah. Um, so really cool chair. So what was right next to Buddy's house with Starbucks? So Starbucks, here's to you. Oh, okay. Mm. Robin, I'm not drinking anything tonight. <gasps> what? Oh, I have a Nothing. question for I have a question for both of you guys. Blake posted yeah. up something earlier about Pliny the Elder. What is this yeah. Pliny the Elder? Do you it's both? Okay. Yeah. But like, so what's the what's the what's the give? It, what is it? I think it's it's a bit. It, you can't get it everywhere. I think it's kind of rare to, or it's kind of regional. So if you see it, you you kind of pick it up. I think it's, well, I'd have to look it up. I think it's like an IPA. I don't even know. I I've, I've, oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever tried it. Have you had it, Robin? No, I haven't had it. And okay. if it's an I, if it's an IPA, I fucking don't drink that shit. No, I'm not a big fan of the IPAs either. If well, it all depends. I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. <laughs> not what I found is. Yeah, I could be talking out my I, ass here. Yeah. So. Did you say Piney or Pliny? Pliny. 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 Yes. Yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't even know that was a beer. I thought it was like a Roman fucking emperor or something. See, it, is. It, is. it is. It is. I know. It that's is. what you thought. Well done. Well played. I didn't, know, I, I didn't know it was a beer, though. I've never heard of it. Yeah. He lived uh, in the like 23rd to 79 AD or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, no, it is a double India pale ale. See, India, oh. a double India, that's like perfume and pine cones, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. darker. That's like fucking ground moss. Yeah, that's P&P Music Factory, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 8%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, that uh, melts food. Just yeah. bitterness high. Oh, fuck, suppose it is. Oh, man, that would leave 5 o'clock shadow on your lip. Yeah, <laughs> burning lip hop. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Blake loves it, and uh, yeah, oh, he can't, well, uh, they can't find yeah. it everywhere. So whenever he sees it, he, he buys a truckload. 
herbs really, here. Eh? here we go uh slightly bitter with a fresh hop aroma of floral citrus and pine see there's no it's there's exactly no perfume <laughs> pine cones. I, I bet i bet you will never taste fucking floral or citrus out of that well i bet you would i bet you would and it would taste terrible yeah oh, fucking <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'll have a shot of Shinlong number Finn <laughs> yeah, and a Christmas tree. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Uh, yeah. yeah. Fucking oh, Christmas! Like some kill us for fucking. Oh, just... You know who makes this shit? Who? Oh, I should know. Ru- the freaking website. It's the fucking Russian River Brewing Company, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Here you go from the yeah. from the glistening shores of Chernobyl. Yeah, no doubt, hey? Fucking chilly a bit scale. Oh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitterness high. Yeah. Serve well with a cold dish of Rasputin raspberries. Uh. <laughs> Is that what it says? No. No. <laughs> I could have done that. <laughs> I bet it reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get your... Oh. Gift certificates. Jerry, I'm getting you a gift certificate right now. Oh, please don't. Are you on the website right now? Yeah. No. Don't. That is awesome. You're wasting your uh, money. No, I'm not getting you no, one. I know. Uh, <laughs> Blind Pig IPA. Fucking. Where is it located? Oh, God. Hang on. Oh, Windsor. Windsor? No, Windsor. hang on, man. No, it's no, it's not Windsor. It's uh, where to get our beers. California. Oh, well. Northern California is their distillery. Hmm. Oh, no. Sonoma, Napa, and Central Bay Area. Oh. So they're not or, into the wine, they're into, the, into the beers. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to have fun. Blake can drink all that for me. I don't Well, yeah, That doesn't sound good to me at all. Um, fucking Jerry and I are going to make another beer soon. Are we? Yeah. We should. We should. What are you making? Oh, well, the last time we made it, I don't know if we should say what it was called. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, it was called the Jehovah's Wetness. Oh, every, yeah. <laughs> I totally would have welcomed that knock on the door. And, and, and the actual logo, the actual uh, fucking artwork that Jerry did was a was a guy's hand knocking on a door. Knocking on the door. <laughs> uh, that beer was great. It was great. It was like your what was it like? It was like a fucking Heineken type. It was thing. yeah, it was a it was a ugh, I want to say it was a Pilsner, wasn't it? Or was yeah, it Yeah, it was a Pilsner. No, it was a, it was like a it was a Pilsner, I think. I think so. Anyway, it was delightful. I still got all the stuff here for it. Yeah, we're going to do it again. All right. Well, save uh, me some. Save me a bottle or two. Oh yes. Oh yeah. We were actually thinking about doing a cider this time. Ooh. Yeah, I uh, a Dickens, Dickens, Dickens cider, Dickens cider. Yeah, absolutely. Picture Charles Dickens on the front. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bent over. <laughs> Charles There's Dickens, like- Charles Dickens with a Ron Jerry mustache. Oh my god. <laughs> And there's nothing like there's nothing like a hot dick insider. <laughs> yeah, no dare. Yeah. Hey? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll do something. We'll do something. Cider. Yeah. I likes me some ciders too. Yes, sir. Well, welcome back to the Video Night Podcast. The podcast about the movies you love from the VHS era and beyond. My name is Jerry. I'm Robin. I'm Robin. I'm back. Yay. And yeah, so it's been a minute since uh, we had Rob back on the old Potter. Uh, Potter. 
<laughs> the Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, shaven, not furred. Yikes. So he arrives up north for a bit, and, uh, yeah. and his wife was away for a trip for one of them. So he, yeah, he was overrun with youngsters, so he uh, couldn't be in amongst. So this, uh, I guess this week, we're going to do a topic we've been kicking around for a bit. Um, and never pulled the trigger on it, but we're going to do it tonight. So it's no secret that a lot of the movies are made uh, based on books, on source material. And um, so we're going to look at some of our favorite um, book to movie adaptations. And uh, towards the end, I thought it'd be fun just to not do a whole deep dive in anything, but uh, just go through some of the worst ones uh, that just did not hold up to the book or just totally changed the book in uh, in ways that it shouldn't have. So I picked one, the first one that came to my mind. Um, and Robin, you've got one. I've got one, but it's the other way around where the book sucked, but the movie was better. Ah, good. Ooh. Okay. Hold and, on. and Rob, you got a couple. I do. Or, or so like you I, did. A I, I do. I do have two films yeah. based on the novel, but the two films and they're 27 years apart. Oh, Ooh, oh wow. mystery deepens. Yes. Mm. Funny, we were talking about books and movies and stuff. Um, last night, I was doing some homework with Jay. Mm. Uh, he's my 13-year-old. He's uh, grade eight. And they're doing um, a story called The Most Dangerous Game. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know about, you know that? Yeah. I've never heard, yeah, yeah. I, I'd never heard of it before, but apparently it's very, very popular or very famous. Aren't, aren't our two kids in the same class? Aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. Did did Lake do this too? I don't. I don't know. I I I know the book from school. I I don't recall Lake and talking about it. So. Okay. So I. But then again, of, I, yeah. yeah, he's that kid that will come home and talk about school, anyways, right? Yeah. Same with ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honest to God. Anyway, that's a, that's a topic for another podcast. So yeah. So he had this. He did this story, and they had a bunch of things that they could do related to the, like after reading the story or whatever. So uh, one of the things that the one Jay picked is, is to draw a movie poster based on the story and then write up like a Netflix summary. Oh it. yeah. Lakin has that, but it's not that book. Oh, okay, cool. There's probably, yeah, they yeah. probably could have chose. So yeah. I, I know, like I said, I'd never heard of it before and I actually read it out loud to the family last night. Like I was fucking night before Christmas or something, <sighs> a big hat or something, sitting around reading the most dangerous game. Yeah. Uh, but apparently the first movie adaptation of that came out in 1932. 32. Yep, that's right. Um, yeah. With, I, I can't remember who was in it, but I was, I was looking at the, like the plots <clears> of was and stuff. Who was in it? Yep. It was Joel McRae. Ah, okay. He was, and uh, Faye, Faye Ray, you probably remember. She was in a lot oh, of, yeah. I think actually Feyre was in, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, 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 King Kong. Yes, yeah, I, I believe she was. I believe she was. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, she was in King Kong. You're correct. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's off the top of my head. I didn't review that. Was that right. all, uh, that old um, RKO Pictures studio out of Hollywood? One of the first big ones. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Cool. Surviving so, the Game by Ice T is an adaptation of the most dangerous game. Actually, actually, oh. yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen that one? I that was like cool. that. It is a yeah, good it's movie. Awesome. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people gave it shit for Ice T being it, but you know what? Rutger Hauer is in it. It's good. 
<laughs> there's a porn called Surviving the Gay. Oh, Jesus. And oh, no. if you guys haven't seen, did you guys see The Hunt from a couple of years ago? Yeah, no. The Hunt. No? Yep. Dude. Nope. Who's in Watch that? it. It is kick-ass action from start to finish. The Hunt. Now, is that is that the 2006-7 one or the 2012? <clears throat> the 2021. Oh, that's the newest one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. From Jason Blum produced it. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, shit. I really, really, really liked it. It took a shit kicking at the box office. Yeah. But it was released March 13, 2020. Okay. Yeah. Anything with Blumhouse is pretty cool. They've been yeah. doing some good stuff, man. I, I must say, yeah. I got to see Megan. Apparently, that's really good. Oh, yeah, apparently they did game. a good satire on SNL this past weekend. Oh, oh. shit. I missed it. I yeah. Have to look at that. Anyway, I bring, up the, I bring up the most dangerous game just because okay. I, I looked at um, the, the plot summary. Of, I was just looking up pictures, basically, of the actors, see if I could show the boy, you know, some of the actors so he could get some idea for his poster and stuff. And through looking at that, even back in 1932, like they changed so many things about the book like they didn't yeah. follow it perfectly no. like it was basically uh, uh a bunch of people on a yacht who this evil baron or whatever had um you know kind of coerced them to the island to hunt them but yeah, in the yeah. book it was just a guy falls overboard and ah. swims to the island one guy uh and then last year they actually made they, uh, there was a new movie out called the most dangerous game yeah, that that was uh, yeah last year, twenty twenty two. Yeah, really? with Casper uh, oh, Van Dien. <laughs> oh Jesus! He Star- was the evil Baron or General yeah. Zaroff or whatever his friggin' name was. But they the changed guy his- from ta- guy from Taxi was in that too, wasn't he? Judd Hirsch is in it. Yeah, <laughs> Tom. Is it Judd Hirsch? Yeah. Oh no, it was Judd oh, no. Nelson. I'm thinking <laughs> Judd <laughs> Hirsch. It was Wino the Judd. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it was Judd Nelson. Why do I keep mixing him up with fucking Taxi? Judge Dredd. See, I did that same thing. It yeah. was fucking Judge Hirsch. <laughs> it's oh. Judd Nelson. It's Judd Where Nelson. the fuck is what the fuck is Judd Nelson from? He Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Oh yes, he's the <laughs> fucking. He's the hardcore dude. Yeah. That's right. Molly Greenwald's earring. Yes, Tom yeah. Berenger's yeah. in it too. Fuck! Did uh, he play a sniper Tom. or a catcher? <laughs> He plays someone who's not in the story. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, he got like 3.8 out of 10 on fucking IMDb or something. It's just oh, a horseshit Christ. story. So anyway, but that's not the movie oh. I picked. No, <laughs> sure. no, no, no. Well, that's, I think anything we're going to talk about, the creative differences between the source material and what goes on film. A film is an hour and a half. What are What's the likelihood that the films are going to be able to dig as deep into the character portrayal, well, you know, no. all the different nuances, right? It's more focused on the physical action and the scenery yeah. as opposed to what you would get out of a book. You now they say yeah. a picture's worth a thousand words, but I mean, you know. yeah. But the book, the book is so much more like you, you can you could say so much more on one page than like describing something because when you watch a movie, you you see the character as much as they portray, but you miss a lot of shit on the first viewing anyway. Well, that's the thing. And I think, so before we get into the films, Jer, <clears throat> that's what I like about a lot of the Netflix, a lot of the Amazon, a lot of what they're doing with these big streamers. They're actually doing series where they can, they can take yeah. those a little yeah. bit of, 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 they could take a bit of creative, you know, 
difference from the source material, but they actually have so much more time right. to dive in that they can actually yeah. stay true to the source material. So some of these um, books could actually would be even better for. Um, well, yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. And that was one of the reasons why I think um, when Stephen King put out the dark tower a few years ago yeah, with Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, those books span like they, I, I can't even remember how many books there are. I read them all, but there's, yeah. there's like six or seven of these books mm-hmm. and they tried to condense that whole story into an hour and a half movie. And it, didn't work. Yeah, it just did not work at all. It was horrible. And yeah. <clears throat> and I love those. I love those books. And it was, that was a real big disappointment, but that's not the one I'm talking about either. <laughs> that was one of my no, ones no. actually in my list for at the shit at the end. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So who wants to kick it off with their, uh, their favorite one? So I went a little bit off course here because I've hearkened back to the days of the VCR, to the days of high school, to the oh, days yeah. of being enlightened and educated. And I went with Lord of the Flies. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I, I knew it was going to be something yeah, like that. Yeah, Lord of Flies. So because in high school, in grade, and then, so they released a, uh, a Hollywood blockbuster, a Hollywood adaptation in 1990. At the same time, we were actually doing, I think we we're doing Lord of the Flies in grade 9 or grade 10. And we watched both movies. And there's the 1963 black and white version is vastly superior than the 1990 Hollywood big budget production. Yeah, agreed. Right? I agree too. There's such a difference. Um, I mean, I don't think I need to go into too much of the plot with regards to Lord of the Flies, but I mean, 1963's version stayed really, really close to um, the source material Yeah, to the movie with it's obviously filmed in black and white, etc. It took place on the deserted island, same as the book. Um, you know, as opposed to the nineteen ninety film, it took place on a tropical island. Right. And when you think about the difference, a deserted island versus a tropical island, you got paradise versus you know ruins. Yeah. Um, and that's just that minor change, even from color and black and white, uh, changed the overall setting of um, of the film. The yeah. nineteen ninety yeah. felt more like a vacation as opposed to nineteen sixty three felt like shit's real it's about to go down right um the black and white i think presented much more of a minimalist approach as opposed to 1990s version hollywood again creative you know freedoms etc um and i think that the and the bigger difference for me was the um and again in today's context diversity is cool but the original tone of the 1954 novel where they were all British schoolboys on an island. So the focus was on the characters in the 1963, they were all British schoolboys. In the 1990 version, they had a much more diverse cast. It, it didn't play the same. It, it, it sort of speared away, even with a diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not going to make much of a difference. But the UK versus the US version, totally, totally different. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 can you guys remember the 1990 version? Or you guys have seen the 63 version? I've seen the 63 version, and I, uh, for some reason, I own the 1990 version. It was put out, it, it was put out by MGM. 
Oh. And it was give it was given to me with another DVD I bought. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So 63 is a lot darker, way more yeah. serious. Again, oh, yeah. going back to the source material, the 1990, as you can imagine, film, you know, a Hollywood production is more action packed, more focused on the yeah. scenery, you know, um, and has a little bit more of a lighthearted tone. Um, yeah. you, you look at some of the characters, I don't know if I need to do a deep dive on all the characters, but um, in the 63 version, Piggy, who's one of the main characters, yeah, he's weak. But he's intelligent, and he was a voice of reason in the original, same with the source material. In the 1990 version, it's the classic Hollywood trope of fat kid. Right. Yeah. yeah kind of exactly. Like, right? Like Chunk and Goonies. Comedy, right. yeah. you know, physically vulnerable, less confident, easy target, that sort of thing. And that's totally not what was meant for um, the character between the novel and the movies, right? So yeah. even all of the other characters they have, between Ralph, Jack, Simon, Roger, um, mm-hmm. 63 stayed much closer to um, Golding's vision and Golding's writing than the 1990 version. Yeah, I agree that. Yeah. I know we did the same thing. We did the we did the both versions in we watched them in in lit class in high school, mm-hmm. and and I I just get I I don't remember much about the Hollywood version or, or both of them to be honest, but I I always got the feeling that the that the the newer version was more of uh, like it almost had a Lost Boys feel to it, like kind of that yeah coolness factor to it of like a, a, almost a mix of. Peter Pan, Lost Boys, uh, and mixed with you know Lord of the Flies type. You thing, look right? at the even the cover has similarities to Lost Boys. The color, the vision, the the flames, and the guys answering fire and all that stuff. You're bang on. And I yeah. often you, back in the day would get them mixed up. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, right. There you go. So um, it wasn't. I wasn't too off. Of course, no, there. absolutely yeah. not. the uh, The 1990 version, even the ending, and, and of course, when you read a book you know how shit goes down. You know, it's like watching yeah. the film Titanic and expecting fucking everybody to live. Yeah. Well, pretty much <laughs> everybody. Not everybody lives. Well, you know what I meant, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. The shit fucking not <laughs> sink. Um, both yeah. movies actually um, had a little bit of more hopeful ending with, you know, the survivors and being caught is again in the movie, but the 1963 version uh, stayed a little closer to the ending where it was a little bit more, the graphic violence, uh, the, you know, where the kids were killed, um, as opposed to in 1990, more kids survived when they were rescued, etc. So, right from beginning to end, um, more Hollywood tropish on the back end, more source material and the beginning. And 1963 version was lauded. It was it was at the time hailed as a you know um, a masterpiece when it, you know was compared to the the book. Yeah. In 1990, it just it was an absolute shit bomb. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's what I had. I didn't, I don't know how far or how deep you want to get. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Like I didn't even, uh, like I said, I had a list of ones at the end here and it's funny. uh, There's a lot of movies, uh, older, older movies and stuff that came up on everyone's list and that's not one of them, but it's a great pick. No, I, I did it because I watched both. And like you just said, Jerry, it was the whole literature, literature class in high school. Yeah, this was like a yeah. mandatory class. It was a mandatory read, and yeah. we were just so happened to be lucky on the back end to have two films, and we watched them both. And I actually, it's been a while since I watched them. 
Yeah, our buddies, our buddies for years would uh, would do an impression of Piggy from the '63 one. <laughs> Which, I've got the conch <laughs> when he gets his, when he gets beat up. Yeah, he gets, he gets I guess he gets killed in that scene, does he? He does, I believe. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But that's, he, and, but that's how he says, "I've got the conch." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> conch. Anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, ah, all in all, again, it's it's the source material. It's there. It's not changing. It's what they oh. decide to do with the source material that makes the difference in the end. Awesome. So over to you guys. Good one, Robin. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I actually. Uh, have two movies good so when uh when rob was uh discussing the uh the differences between the um the book and uh the movie uh i thought of a movie from 1962 as well as a book done in 1960 that are actually very similar and were very uh both received I wouldn't say equally, but pretty much bang on. And that's To Kill a Mockingbird. Ah, So Kill a Mockingbird was a 1960 novel, Harper Lee. Yeah. And in 1962, uh, Kill a Mockingbird was done by Robert Mulligan and it had uh, Gregory Peck in it. Right. And they were both received like, you know, almost bang on to the movie. Can I, I have a, I have a, a mission of guilt. What's that? Don't think I've ever watched To Kill a Mockingbird, nor read nope. the nor read the original novel. You didn't have to read the novel in school. No, no, we didn't. We well, did. I did. Well, yeah, a lot of people from did. Pem- I don't know why we didn't do it in Newfoundland. I'm not sure why. Well, <laughs> we did it in Pembroke. Yeah. Oh, a lot of like it seems like everybody did that book, but us. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, it was uh, like even a book that is so famous done by Harper Lee, like she was known as the author back then, right? Like yeah. for somebody to, to take on a movie uh, in 1962 and to have it so well received back then. And it was also uh, the day, uh, the debut of uh, fucking Robert Duvall. What? Really? His yep. first movie? Get yep. out. Yep. That's Fuck, he must've been, he must've been six, six fucking years old, man. <laughs> Uh, let me look it up where he was. You know what? There's uh he did a movie in the early seventies that was an adaptation of a movie that basically shot him to stardom. That was on my when I I, I had Was it Wait On Till Dark? I believe you're you know what? Hold on. I'll let you know. Sorry to di you know Uh, diverge from the discussion, but actually he played Boo Radley in to Kill a Mockingbird, the main actor. Duval, yeah. 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 I wasn't sure who he played. I couldn't remember. Jesus, he's been a lot. Yeah. So no, never read the, uh, never read, read the, the book. No. Well, so I, that, I think it has a lot to do with. Correct me if I'm wrong. The it's a lot of um, about race, right? Yep. It's about a white uh, lawyer in a white town, basically uh, defending a black. Uh, Black guy. Okay. He was on trial for raping a, a white woman, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. he was on trial for raping a white woman, and you know, and yeah, I just don't want to get into it. No. Well, I can see why, Jerry. It probably wasn't taught back home at the time because it yeah. really we didn't. Well, it, we weren't yeah, exposed to a whole lot of racial epithets and stuff growing up back home. 
No. No, true enough. Not that we were aware of, or not no. that we would have been directly engaged with, but, you know, um, in other larger centers, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to well, have to put they, this on my watch list, Robin. Yeah, it's, it's probably, it's most likely based on the school board too, right? Yeah, yeah it was banned in a lot of schools too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, put it on your watch list. Yeah. So that was dedicated to the source material? Yeah, it it was one that I thought up on the fly, pretty much. But that's okay. not my main, main one. I was just trying to come up with something that, like, hey, wait a minute. There's a book that's actually very similar to the uh, the movie. Right. As opposed to the opposite. Now, my other one, which is my favorite movie, and the book I've read, but I, I didn't really enjoy the book. And there's a lot of, um, a lot of hatred between the... Uh, the author and the actual director of the movie. So it's the movie, the shining. Yeah. Which is done by Stanley Kubrick. And, uh, that was done in 1980. And the book, I believe was done by 77 by, by, um, Stephen King. Now I can go through the differences really quick. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a few, he, there's a lot of small ones, but there's a few big ones. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and feel free to join in because I've picked them up, but I know more about the movie than the book, right? Right. So, um, so in uh, Stephen King's book, it was more of the how the the hotel was haunted. It was a haunted hotel, you know, with your all your your uh, your ghosts and uh, things that go bump in the night kind of thing versus in Kubrick's it the a- actual horror part was the madness and Jack yeah Jack was more the madness right yeah now in the book King his main character was not Jack it was actually John John Torrance, was the main yeah. Character. yep yeah was John and he was uh, writing a novel based on a uh, scrapbook that he found in the hotel. Uh, versus Jack, Jack was just writing and it was never really defined what he was writing about. He was just, he said he was working on a novel, but he really never uh, worked on anything. Yeah, true. So John was a sane man, pushed to insanity in the book, whereas Jack was already unstable from the first scene. Yes. And I think that's Stephen King's biggest gripe. That was his one of his biggest gripes. Yeah, yeah, because he he said basically that uh, in the the movie, the John Jack character, he said it doesn't have an arc. No, uh, in that he at the beginning of the film, it's he's already batshit crazy. That's right, and he just gets crazier. <laughs> yeah, but uh, in the book, he starts out as uh, you know a very likable, affable father. And who descends into into madness? He's keeping demons at bay, but then he's he's he descends into madness. And so I don't think King really liked that. I think he liked more of a that kind of loop, that kind of arc for the character. And I think it was kind of, uh, I think it's a very personal book for Stephen King. It was one of his more personal books. And I think it, it, any changes to especially the main character, he took it very personally. And I think, yeah. I think, I think that's, that was, that was his big thing. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, that was written when he was, he was borderline ready to go into AA, right? Or was he in AA? 
He was he was an alcoholic at that time, right, Stephen King? He he had some substance problems for sure. So I'm not quite sure of the timeline, but a lot of his stuff, actually, the movie I'm going to touch on is definitely a uh, a, a a commentary okay. on addiction. Yeah, because he wow. was he was kind of choked. He, yeah. <clears throat> I think he said that he was less than impressed with Kubrick's version as an adaptation of a novel or or a book. Um, his overarching is more than just the, the descent into madness. Is that's one thing, but it was a result of um, the family blowing up and the fact that he was deep into the bottom of a bottle and or other substances, like you said, Jerry. I think there was yeah, more yeah. to it. It was just um, there's more to it, but I think shit when the guy, I mean, that was in 1977, so he would have been really in the infancy of his career then with what he had released. Um, now, for him to look back at it now, I mean, even a few years later at the height of it, I mean, he's still going, but yeah, for him to say Stanley Kubrick made a piece of shit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh, two titans going head to tet yeah. a tet. That's, that's right. Yeah. right. Now, I I do usually side with King on stuff like this, but he, he did mention something. I just read it. He said he calls the movie a big, beautiful Cadillac with no engine. Ooh. In that wow. the engine is the lack of character arc. And I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think there's lots of engine in this movie. <laughs> well, the movie, I, the movie's brilliant. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the movie's brilliant. And I think if you remember Stephen King in 1987, he made a three-episode miniseries of The Shining on his own. Remember that? Oh, I do. 97, wasn't it? Late 90s. Oh, was it late 90s? Yes, it was. Yes, it was later. Okay. So even though the 1990 uh, effort was more uh, faithful to King's book, it didn't have any of the cinematic artistry that uh, Kubrick's film had. No. Like, it it just wasn't. It just didn't have that. No. Now, what I found interesting is there was no twins. Nope. Those famous twins <laughs> that, like that, you know, every everybody thinks of The Shining. They think of the twins yeah. or the the blood in the elevator. That was not in there. There <laughs> was no something? hedge. It's yeah, crazy. There was man. no. Yeah, there was no hedge hedge maze. No, it was just like topiaries and like a garden, basically. So I don't know if you knew this or not, but when uh, Jack breaks the uh bathroom door with the axe yeah and he says here's johnny he's referring to uh the johnny carson show but he's also referring and making a stab at john uh from uh stephen king's novel no i didn't know the second part yeah <laughs> i knew yeah. he ad libbed it but um yeah I didn't. I didn't know. Uh. Now Jack freezes at the end where John gets blown up in the boiler room. If you remember that, yeah, that's kind of a different uh, fate. Yeah. <laughs> now here's one that was is so if you remember the novel, Wendy is blonde and uh, she's like movie star quality, eh? Defined in the book, yeah. <laughs> and then you have <laughs> fuck, you have Wendy Torrance. She's not blonde and she's no golden girl. <laughs> she's fucking olive oil. Oh, all the oil. And oh, not only that, she is dumb as fuck. <laughs> but you know what? That makes that whole movie her fucking her her like fucking absent minded, just fucking like 
going along day by day trying to fucking learn how to act. Yeah. That, that went well for the movie. <laughs> yeah. There was something else that wasn't in the book either. Was the, um, the all work and no play stuff? Yeah. So that's what, when I started out, I mentioned that uh, John had a reason for writing a book where Jack, all he did throughout the whole movie was fucking write that down. You know, like, uh, right. um, what was it? Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy. Like that was, that's all he wrote. Yeah. And you can actually buy that book. Really? You can buy a book with that written in it the exact same way that it is written. All those pages, when she flips through the pages and you see all those pages, you can actually buy a book wow. in that sequence. Like I'm not that much of a, of a, <laughs> of a fan to buy the book of nothing. That's crazy. Now, you know what? So you can interpret that, though, as Kubrick giving a shout back to the source material because all work, no play makes Jack a doll boy. It's got the the callback, too, because doesn't uh, Jack Nicholson's character, he gets pulled back into drinking. He's trying not to drink, which is a yeah. uh, it's a mirror of Stephen King at the time when he wrote mm-hmm. the book. And then yep. the fact that maybe alcohol was his muse. I Honestly, I haven't read that anywhere. That's just me just throwing that shit out there. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Ah, yeah. huh? Feel free. Hashtag thesiswriter.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I just thought I, I just like the uh the uh overall differences between the uh the two the film and the book and how there was so much hatred between the uh those two guys. Well, it, I, again, it's just one of those things where you've got a brilliant mind in Kubrick. I mean, Kubrick's work speaks for itself. It's not for everybody. Same with but Stephen they, King. Yeah, he's got a brilliant mind for as an author, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you got you got two fucking gods hitting heads. It's just like Jerry and I, you know. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's or me or me, Jerry and Rob. Well, no, it's it's all about how it's all about interpretation, right? And I think yeah, most authors would agree. That you can stay close to the source, 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 let me with a lift. Material. Ethereal, theriously. Thuffering fucking death. To the source material. Oh, take a little bit of creative freedom and just say, fuck it. Just, just run with something different. But I mean, that's, uh, it could be interpreted as an interpretation. Yes. Right? And I think, I think this is a good example of, just because the movie is different than the book doesn't mean right. that it's worse than the right. book. Right, right. Because no. I, I think the stuff that he added in there, like the twins and the blood yeah. elevator and um, not so much the Jack is dull boy. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But especially the twins in the elevator, those are two like iconic scenes in movie history. Mm-hmm. They are. And you go to Comic-Con and chances are you'll walk down any aisle and you'll see anything that's advertised the shining and it has either the the twins on it or the friggin jack with the axe or the or the the elevator scene or the maze you know what i mean like yep. it's yep and none of those had anything to do with the book really. well even that even that image of jack nicholson frozen with his eyes looking up and stuff he got that goofy look on his face that has gone over you know viral on the internet <laughs> as a meme. that's a big meme yeah <laughs> but he that didn't happen in the book he got blown up no Oh, you know, I look at a lot of things too. The way Stephen King and Ray, a lot of authors write it, they they write it with uh, a lot of their own creative freedoms in writing, 
you can't translate a lot of that stuff to the screen. And again, yeah. depending no, on the technology can't. today, you can with CGI so, and, and whatnot and so forth. You can, right? but yeah, I think movies movies overall are more stimulating, but books give the reader a more complex experience. Oh, 100%. and the reader can let their imagination fill in the gaps. Right, mm-hmm. that's exactly why. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. why. Yeah. And, and that's I think why we, movie adaptations sometimes let people down because it's not living up to what they had in their exactly. mind. We yeah. talked about that a few times over the last year or so where we talked about where you watch a movie and it's like you should not have to have every little fucking detail explained to no, you. you should. Leave it to your own creative internal, your own mind, your own vices and say, how am I, how am I going to fill in the blanks? And that's the fun part. Yeah. Right. You start playing yep. with your mind. You oh fuck. What's going to happen next? I bet this happens. You're not talking out loud. You're in your own mind. You do the same thing when you write read a book. Right. Yep. Yep. Totally exactly. agree. Well, Good stuff. Stephen King said, and this is his quote: "Books and movies are like apples and oranges. They both are fruit, but taste completely different." Mm-hmm. There you go. See? From the man himself. So there you go. Right from the man himself. Yeah. Cool. Well, I also did a Stephen King movie. <sighs> and slash book because that is my wheelhouse now admittedly i'm not very well read uh i enjoy reading but i like like my music i i'm very specific in what i like and um growing up in in you know in high school and in my earlier years uh it was all stephen king all the time really really um I read, well, I read a few like D&D, like Dragonlance books and stuff like that, because huge nerd. But oh. um, but really, every, it was every Stephen King novel that came out, I got. So when uh, Rob Reiner in 1990 decided to put oh, out a yeah, little film called Misery, oh, yeah. I was all over it, because that was one of my favorites um, of oh, Stephen King. Oh, so this movie came, like I said, came out in 99, 1990, uh, starring Jimmy Kahn, uh, Kathy Bates, of course, Richard Farnsworth, oh, yeah. and uh, a little actress named Lauren Bacall. <laughs> yep. She was in it too, uh, as J- James Kahn's agent. So it came out in November of ninety. It made uh, actually it was made for twenty million bucks, and it made sixty one point three at the box office. Apparently. Oh. 20 million seems like a, a big budget for this movie. I think it must have went to Jimmy Kahn uh, and Lauren Bacall. Because it, it's kind of limited storytelling in a way. In that it, it is. It, 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 it's yeah. shot in like maybe three locations. Yeah, it takes place mostly in, in a house so it, with a couple of other things. But, uh, in uh, Kathy Bates' bath, bedroom. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So 91% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 90% audience score. So pretty much universally loved uh now it's not without its deviations mind you but at the same time i thought the deviations in the in the movie didn't with the exception of one didn't really make that much of a difference to me uh knowing the story so well from the book um it didn't really it didn't really matter to me so a little bit of history um so the in the or the part of Paul Sheldon, which was Jimmy Kahn, uh, it was originally offered to William Hurt and Kevin Klein, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Wow, Dreyfus, Gene Hackman, and Robert Redford, and they all turned it down. 
Yeah, they all fucking hated Kathy Bates. <laughs> but Did she they really? I don't think so. She was <laughs> unknown. Yeah, but she was amazing in that movie. Oh, she won an Academy like, Award for that. Oh, and a Golden Globe. Like, that scared the shit out of me. Just fuck her. And, and, and he says this is one of his top ten favorite film adaptations. Yes, he did. Oh. Uh, Angelica Houston and Bette Midler were offered the role of Annie Wilkes. Mm. Uh, they turned it down. And Midler's kicking herself in the arse later, saying she deeply regretted that. <laughs> but uh, according to Rob Reiner, it was the uh, screenwriter, this guy Goldman, um, who suggested Kathy Bates, who was, who was a total unknown at the time. And she came in and just knocked it out of the park. So she, she was ranked... Awesome. Uh, 2000, 2003, she was ranked number 17 on AFI's uh, 100 Heroes and Villains list. Uh, there's a scene, yeah, I'll get to that later. There's one scene that was ranked in the 100 Scariest Movie Moments. And uh, Bloody Disgusting ranked Misery as fourth place in the list of the 10 most claustrophobic horror films. Oh. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. So anybody who hasn't seen Misery, uh, it's about an author who gets into a car accident and he's rescued by a woman who happens to be his number one fan. And he so he's laid up in her house. Um, She keeps him drugged and kind of nurses him back to health uh, until she finds uh, a manuscript of the latest book in this misery series. So misery Chastain is the, um, is the heroine in these romance novels. And it just so happens that Paul, uh, the latest book that misery dies. And that sends, uh, old Annie into, into a fit of rage. And she, um, tortures and, um, psychologically terrorizes, Poor, poor Paul, and he's laid up and drugs him, and but she ultimately makes him write a new novel for her. Um, and it doesn't end well. <laughs> no. Uh, so there's, like, like I said, there was one major, major difference. Like I said, there's a couple of big ones, but one major difference that, that uh, everyone picks up on in this movie is, is the hobbling scene. Uh, so at a certain point, uh, Annie goes out and Paul is dragging himself around the house, essentially, um, looking for clues and looking for something to help him escape. Uh, and he finds a bunch of articles about, you know, how she was killing as a nurse. She was killing patients and are on trial for stuff like that. And anyway, she finds she he knocks over a penguin, I believe it is, and he places it the wrong direction. And she that's how she knows that he was out in the house. And she comes back and gives him the oh. speech of of how thieves were um, hobbled back in the in ancient or I can't remember what the exact story was she told him. But in the book or in the movie, let's see in the movie. So in the movie she puts a block between his legs. She, he's lying in the bed. And he breaks one of Paul's ankles with a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. And I remember that visual burned into my brain because mm-hmm. I saw this in the theater. And it was such a quick cut away, but you saw just enough of oh. that rubber foot. Just <laughs> come, buckle. 
going oh. sideways. <laughs> and the but crunch it, of bone. Oy vey, and it looked, mm. and then the wince of just, I, I just remember the look of uh, that James Caan had in his eyes of that just absolutely, he played it so well, that pain, that, that unbearable pain. In the book, however, she doesn't use a sledgehammer. She uses an axe. Well, oh. She cuts off his foot. She cuts he? his foot off. Yeah. She cuts his one foot or both? Just the one. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, but there is one line in the book that I'll never forget. And it's the first hit with the axe. And King describes it. He says, the wound opened like a mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> So when the oh. hobbling scene, when the hobbling scene, not that I really wanted to see that on film, but when the hobbling scene came up and she had a sledgehammer, it was like, oh no, that's a, that's not it's supposed to be an axe. Anyway, yeah, it was bleh. that one line I'll never forget it. Uh, yeah, gross. Yeah, that's the funny. wound opened like a mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she cuts his thumb off or something with a electric. Yeah, knife. she, she cuts <laughs> his thumb too. off too. Yeah. <laughs> So another big uh, difference between the um, the movie and the book is that in the in the book, Paul kind of realizes that Annie is crazy right from the start. Uh, in the movie, she's kind of nice and kindly, a little nutty maybe, but nice and kindly, you know, caring and uh, nursing him back to health for the first little while. So it takes him a little while to realize that she's not all there. Uh, in, in the book, he kind of he knows right away. Um, in the book, Annie, in, in one scene in a rage, she burns, it's supposed to be uh, the manuscript, essentially, of the book. Film in version. The film. the film version, she actually does it. Uh, in the book, it's just a stack of papers, but she doesn't yeah. tell him that. He thinks it's gone forever because this is obviously before uh, you can save anything to the cloud. Um, it's <laughs> all written on typewriter on paper. So... Uh, Again, little thing like that. And there's one whole character in, uh, actually there's a couple of characters here, but uh, one whole character that is not in the book at all, and that's the sheriff. Uh, yeah, so Sheriff Buster um, is really, in the book, is just a state trooper who's looking for Paul. But in in the in the movie Sheriff Buster, which is Richard Farnsworth, we actually go to the police station, and it's kind of cool actually to see him piecing together yeah. the, you know, what's going on and doing that detective work and stuff. I kind of like that angle of the movie uh, that wasn't in the book. But the thing about the book <laughs> was that the state trooper shows up and Annie, uh, he, he finds, he's looking for Paul, basically, and he finds out that Paul is in the house and Annie realizes that, so she stabs him and then she runs him over with a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I remember that. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh was, yeah. Is that and what is King, that what uh prompted him to write Lawmore Man? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he uh he wrote a pretty graphic scene about it, right? He very much did. Yeah. <laughs> very much very graphic. So in the in the movie, Buster just gets shot in the chest with a yeah. shotgun, which is an effective uh visual because it has the squib and everything then it all yeah. blows, you know, you don't expect it, which is kind of cool. But uh, I guess they really couldn't show that in, you know, it's it's an R-rated movie, but it's not that hard of an R. No. Uh, to show someone chewed up with a lawnmower. 
But again, the source material guy finds out he gets killed, right? However, he gets killed. I mean, it's all based on you know what's at your disposal, right? Right. Yeah. And they added that second thing of Sheriff Buster doing all the detective work. So we kind of cared about him a little way. He was going to be Paul's savior type thing. And then, yeah, he gets blown away. So I thought, I thought it, even though it was different, um, it was effective uh, in the movie. This is one of those movies that can't be remade, though. There's no, no fucking way. There's no need to. No. There's no need to. Really no. no need to. No. Uh, and I guess the last big, um, big uh, diversion was, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, well, you're probably going to say it about the uh, ending, right? Yeah. About yeah, her, for sure. The way she dies. <clears throat> exactly. Hmm. So I thought the book version was better because it showed. So hey, this is what happened. So in the movie, they fight. And so Paul finishes the book and he he's going about to give it to Annie, but he stops and he does a whole speech about her being, you know, crazy. And it's all right here. You'll, you'll never know what's going to happen to misery, but it's all right here. And he's holding the papers and he lights it on fire. Yeah. And she's, she's putting it out and stuff, trying to put it out. And she catches herself a bit on fire and he cracks her in the head with uh, typewriter. typewriter. Yeah. And so she pretends she's lying on the ground and stuff pretends to be dead. She leaps back up in classic horror movie fashion. Yeah. And Paul hits her with a statue of a pig. Yeah, a pig statue. And it's now as good as this movie is, the effect of Annie falling and hitting her head on the typewriter on the floor is terrible. <laughs> oh man. Go back and 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 see or go find a, a, a picture of that. Whatever silicone mold they had of Kathy Bates's head to hit the, the typewriter is not well done. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, and at the time, though, it was pretty shocking. But I, I watched it recently and it was like, oh, dear, that's not very good at all. Uh, but in the book, he does pretty much the same thing. She hits her head in the typewriter and whatever. But she doesn't get up right away. So he crawls out and crawls out of the house. And the, the, the I, I don't know if he can be, I can't remember if he blacks out. And then the police, he, it basically he gets rescued by the police, but she's found in a shed dead of her head wound, but she's holding a chainsaw. Cause I think she was, she was going for the chainsaw. Exactly. Like, it to shows that she, him. Exactly. She died of her head wounds. Exactly. So it shows that how, how dogged and how uh, crazy she was and that in her dying moments, she, was headed outside to the shed to get a chainsaw to kill him. And I thought that was absolutely just bone chillingly disturbing, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so in that way, I kind of like the book better, but all in all this, this movie, you talk about matching things up in your head and how you envisioned it. This movie nailed it. The, yeah. the bedroom, the the out the ex like the interior of her house but outside the bedroom all the stuff all the trinkets all the just the way everything was shot it was exactly how I envisioned it in my mind mm -hmm. and uh, you know even to the description of Annie in the book of being you know dressed in browns and being like a thick woman like like a I can't remember what what adjective he, he used but like there was she was meaty. I think that was what he called her, a meaty, meaty. woman. Yeah, 
And Kathy Bates, man, was just made yeah. for that role. I mean, just perfect, oh, yeah. perfect casting. Now, you ready to have your fucking mind blown? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've been waiting for this <laughs> oh, fucking for like two days. I'm just like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, we all know Castle Rock. What Castle yes. Rock is, right? Yeah. Yep. Do you know Stephen King took the name from the fictional mountain fort in William Golding's 1954 novel, Lord of the Flies? <gasps> Boom! Whoa! Wow. Fucking tie an episode together or what? Yeah! That's awesome. Yes. That is something I never knew. Yes. Wow. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he was inspired, obviously, by his hometown in Maine, right? Yeah. Yeah. For creating. But he took the name from the – that's the name of the fort that the, the, the kids, they build on the island in Lord of the Flies. Ah, damn. God damn. And, and there was like fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, almost nine movies that wow. were Castle Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is outstanding. Outstanding. Yes. yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yay. Ha-ha. Fucking deadly or what? Love it. Yeah. First one was the Dead Zone in 1979. Was yeah. I don't know. I read the book. I don't know if I ever saw the movie. That had um, Walken, say what? Right? Chris Walken. Yeah, you never seen it? I don't think so. Oh, it's so good. Okay, I'll I never to... read the book. I never read the Dead Zone the book. I did, but the movie is fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah. So I had a few um, big ones that I'm not going to get into too much, but. Um, so widely re- you know, received as some of the best book adaptations is uh, the first one was To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Um, second was The Godfather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Godfather 2. So 72, Mario, 74. Mario Puzo, right? Mario Puzo. Mario yeah. Puzo. So obviously, uh, <laughs> both won Oscars for Best Picture, for God's sake. Wizard of Oz came on the list here. Oh, shit. So that yeah, was a that was. A, how old's the book? Because uh, because uh, Victor Fleming did it in 1932. Fuck, the book must have came out in the late 1800s. It must have been. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry yeah. Potter, yeah. 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 Now, obviously, they had to, to edit it down quite a bit, but apparently uh, I didn't read the books. I read part of the first one. Um, but apparently they're very faithful to the plot and the character development and all that kind of stuff, so uh, and and just going the, the tonal change from being very you know children's tale-y to a more dark uh, story that it comes on you know to be later on apparently it, you know it, ke- it keeps that arc uh, in the in the book series. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh yes, came up something I- that uh, I've read the Fellowship of the Ring and that's it. <laughs> They're. I didn't read it. I didn't read the other two, but uh, I guess everyone's or the nerds who gripe on this is they didn't have any this character Tom Bombadil, <laughs> in it. Huh. Uh, who yeah he was in the book, but eh, I didn't miss him. Whatever. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, not particularly faithful to the story, but. I would I would say that the movie was better than the story. The story was very good, but the story was a short story as well. Um, Frank Darabont 
did that, yep. uh, who That's was right. involved with The Walking Dead and stuff. Just an amazing, amazing movie. And then I've got a bunch of Stephen King because I know <laughs> yeah. Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, we already mentioned Stand By Me, The Green Mile. I thought they did a great job. I thought the movie. Oh, was, that was a great one. Was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's another uh, Frank uh, fucking Darabont. Darabont did the Green Mile. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Yep. As far as I know, huh. I'm I'm just fucking guessing from what I remember. It's but spitballing. <laughs> spitballing, but I, I'm did. sure. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. It, I thought the the new It movies were fantastic. I thought again, I thought the it it diverged quite a bit from the book. Now it's been a hot minute since I read It. A hot uh, minute, <laughs> yeah. But I I thought it was it it captured what I remembered from the book because the book does go into a lot of weird places, right. And I don't think the movie necessarily needed to go there. And I, I'm kind of glad they didn't in some ways. Right. Um, but I thought uh, Skarsgård was oh. yeah, as good as, you know, as good as Tim Curry was back in the day and on a TV movie. If not oh, better. Tim Curry. Yeah. I thought Scar, I thought Skarsgård was amazing. He was. Pennywise. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, yeah. I thought did a fantastic job of following the novel and Cujo. Oh yeah. Cujo. Cujo was pretty much uh, like misery. It pretty much exactly how I pictured it <laughs> uh, when I read it. Now, as far as Stephen King, like I said, that's no, not all good. There's lots of that are not so good. And I believe, I believe yeah, thinners there. <laughs> thinners. Hot fucking garbage. Yeah. The book was, even the book is not my favorite. It's okay, but it's not my favorite story. They had a good uh, premise, though. I, I, I kind of, if you, yeah, if you take yeah, away all that shit back and you just watch it for what it is, it's yeah. kind of a fast moving sort of shit. But it's got, it's, I guess, it's a lot there. Yeah. Now, one book that was vastly superior to the movie, and uh, Robin will agree, and his boy Lakin will agree, is Christine. <laughs> oh yeah, with the uh, Jason Mellon. <laughs> It was close to the. I so I've never read it. I remember seeing the movie. It was close to it. No, no, it was oh, garbage. The oh, movie was that not was garbage. Good. Yeah, oh. the book. The book I liked. The movie I did not like. No, gotcha. no. And the movie never held up either. It did not. No, uh, Lawnmower Man, which we mentioned, uh, didn't really like the story that much, to be honest. But didn't really like the movie either. The movie was was worse. Ta- yeah. Yes. Uh, Dark Tower, as I mentioned, just too much, too much source material to cram into one movie. It should have been a series. Yeah. I watched that. And sure. I was left wanting a whole lot more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so much more. And one that I'm not sure if you guys read was this. It's uh, one of his. Eh, it's not very recent, but it was kind of recent. It's called Dreamcatcher. No, I haven't. So Didn't it you had make that into a miniseries. I think it was a. I saw it as a movie. They may have. I'm oh, not sure. Wait a minute. Is that the one where they're up at the cabin in the wintertime? Yes. Yes. It's okay. uh, Damian Lewis from Band of Brothers. Right. Is the, is the main actor in it. Yeah. And at the time, massive Band of Brothers fan. So, therefore, massive Damian Lewis fan. Right. Big Stephen King fan. Loved Dreamcatcher. Movie was a turd. Just so a giant. Poop. How did that happen? <laughs> you know, drop the ball. Uh, yeah, and out I guess out of the realm of of Stephen King, but still on the bad side, 
And I, I know my buddy John, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but he's going to vehement, vehemently disagree with this, is The Hobbit, The Hobbit series of movies. The Hobbit, the book, is not that big. <laughs> it's it's not very it's not like the other ones. It's it's kind of short. And to stretch that story out into three three hour movies was a bit ridiculous, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know if you guys like the Hobbits, the Hobbit movies. Yeah. No. I haven't watched them all. I, I can't get into no. that that kind of speaks volumes there. Yeah. Uh visually, again, it you know, Peter Jackson knows that world very well and he you know he can he can make uh, a visually interesting movie but it was just not enough there was too much little silly things uh that seemed very very tacked on that after reading the book it was like just just tell the story of the book please you know, i don't need to see dwarves going down a river in barrels for 20 minutes for fuck's sakes oh. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like watching the last Avatar, nah, like, which oh. I probably won't. <laughs> like, won't fuck, do. dude! Thanks for the fucking forty-five minute whale ride. Preach. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, awesome. Oh shit! Look, another fifty-minute ride on a whale. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna assume they were. Were they books? Avatar? Probably. Not. Oh shit! No. 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 <laughs> From James Cameron might tell Cameron. you they are. Yeah. Right. Probably. But yeah, well, Stephen King though it's it's one of those things. It's it's hit and miss, right? Like I'm sure yeah. that you know um, when Darabont did the mist back in the mid 2000s, yes, fuck, he did that one too. Yeah, yeah, he did. And, he, and and for the record, he did do the Green Mile. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't touch on half of the Stephen King's <laughs> the no, movies shit, that no. have been produced. That's so, one of those ones. Super. Lot of so I have a movie yeah. though, and a book that nobody touched on, and it was fucking pretty much bang on. Oh. Is if you've ever read any read anything by Peter Benchley, Jaws, Jaws, yeah, it was fucking bang that was, on. That was the first one that came to mind, <laughs> yeah. and it was Spielberg as well. Spielberg did that, like, hence why it was so fucking bang on. Such yeah. a big uh, director, right? Yeah, it's a perfect thing. It really yeah. is. <laughs> Uh, now I'd be remiss to not to mention the the first adult kind of grown up book I ever read uh, was First Blood, and that's still, a book. It's a book. It's a book, and there are some deviations from the the movie to the book, um, but none that really made a difference to me. I love that movie. That's one of my top five movies of all time. But honestly, that was the first the first book that I read and I don't even remember what it was. It probably was like grade seven or grade eight. Well, it came, it came out in 72 by David Morrell. Wow. Yes. Right. I had no idea that yep. that was yep. an adaptation. Yep. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember reading the book and saying, oh, cause I, I'm pretty sure I watched the movie before I read the book That's why I read the book. Right. Um, but anyway, that was my, my introduction to, that kind of, of book was was that so that was eye opening for a, a twelve or thirteen year old Jerry back in the day. Well, I don't know if you ever read the book called Nothing Lasts Forever. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. So it was a book that came out by Roderick Thorpe. 
Okay. And it was made into a movie. And do you know what movie it was made into? Somebody's typing there. Uh, it was not me. <laughs> oh. Go nothing ahead. Lasts, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever was made into a movie, and it was Die Hard, nineteen eighty-eight. Ooh, really? Yep. Holy shit! And it was broken. What the hell would I call it I don't know, but I can probably tell you right now the book probably fucking sucked right. because the movie is well awesome, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You talk for the most part. Another actually, you know, go away to wiki. And type in "nothing lasts forever" Thorpe novel, and look at the um, look at the cover of the of the book from nineteen seventy nine. It's got the big building there and the helicopters, shit exploding, guys with guns. Oh wow! Eh? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, oh yeah. A, look at yeah. this in the book. The gang is led by Anton Gruber. Yeah, Anton. isn't that awesome? Yeah. While he is waiting for his daughter's Christmas party, and a German autumn era terrorist take over a skyscraper, Joe Leland. Sure. Is the name of the detective? Huh. Oh, yeah. I'll be damned. Ar- armed only oh, with his Browning pistol and communicating with Los Angeles Peace Sergeant Al Powell. Good old Al. There you go. Al shows yeah. up. Yeah. Captain and his name. belligerent supervisor Dwayne Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Hot. They even sent they even this one. It says six million dollars in cash. Oh, so Gruber, six million. Al Powell. It was six hundred million in the movie, wasn't it? it was, was, it six, six. was it six? Was it six hundred million? Was it? <laughs> it was definitely more than six. Okay, I, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that uh, we got, fellas. Do you want to any more to throw out there before we wrap no, her up? Uh, yeah, I don't think I have any more. So, if you want to get in touch with us to tell us uh, your favorite or least favorite movie to book or book to movie adaptations, please drop us a line. Uh, you can reach us always at uh, Gmail, uh, video night uh, pod at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, of course, at facebook.com slash video night pod. And uh, send us a tweet or a direct message at Twitter, uh, video night pod on there. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah. That was my first one for the new year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah shit. That was a very novel episode nah. <laughs> Ooh, that sounded like cocaine bear yeah yeah that's coming up cocaine soon. bears cocaine bears trying to hump my leg no <laughs> there is a movie coming up that i really want to see it's 65 read the premise of it it's adam driver and it. it's he's okay it's in a spaceship he's fighting dinosaurs but it's actually 65 million years in the past. They're on Earth oh, fighting dinosaurs yes. 65 million years ago. What yeah, a, that's awesome. Speaking of novel, that's a novel premise. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, you mentioned that in the um, the one we did for Christmas there. We did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll check that one out. Right on, fellas. Well, let's all call right, it man. there. Yep. And uh, we'll get together next week, and we'll do it all again on something cool. Yeah, okay, absolutely. So, right on. Sounds good. Take care. So until next time, my name is Jerry. I'm Robin. My name is Simon. And you like to do drawings? And I like to do drawings. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, be kind and please rewind.